Lifetime Live with Griselda Tutumashe. And uh, this is what we call Mkhabulo, history lesson, as we learn about uh, uh, history as South African people and we reflect as uh, we connect to Women's Month and uh, uh, some of the challenges that women still endure on daily basis, um, uh, challenges of abuse, uh, challenges of humiliation. And we say we see you, Sarah Batman, and uh, we reflect on her life and uh, thank her for her contribution. It is uh, through her suffering uh, that today we able to stand up and acknowledge uh, when uh, women's rights are violated. And joining me on the line is uh, uh, Benadine uh, Bacha, who is a uh, director of the Sarah Batman um, Center for Women and Children. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Griselda. Thank you for having me. You know, I've always um, struggled and I see uh, most social media, um, not, not even just social media, uh, posts suffer between um, not not being sure whether to continue saying Sarki or Sarah Badman. We interchange between the two of them. The <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. Yeah, but the center was formerly um, registered under the name Saki Bartman. So we use both. You know, there is, there is a call that, it, you know, Saki might be a diminutive term. Yeah. So we use both, we use both um, interchangeably. Because, I mean, that was her identity. Um, she That's was a, a Khoi woman who was uh, born in, in, in 1789 in a, pa- a place called uh, Khamtuas River. Um, and this is now known as Eastern Cape and passed on 29th of December in 1815. Uh, what are some of the um, characteristics uh, uh, over and above being beautiful and being beautifully built and uh, at the time was not understood? I think that, you know, the, the story of Sarki Bartman is a, a sad tale of abuse, racism, slavery and exploitation. Um, she was sold into slavery when she was 16 years old, um, taken to Cape Town from the Eastern Cape. Um, and then she was moved over to London for a number of years, where she became a curiosity. She was actually stayed in a cage mm. um, and was put on display for English men and women. Um, and she, you know, she became a curiosity. So after some time in um, London, she moved. Then she was then moved over to France, where once again she was caged and, and seen as a curiosity. Um, and she was apparently ordered by her trainer at the time, you know, to sit and stand as one would, you know, ordinarily order a circus animal around. Um, and it's important to remember that at times she was completely naked. Um, the only thing she had covering her was her loincloth. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she was, you know, later botanist, uh, naturalist became um, fascinated by her and she was studied then. Um, and finally, she was, um, it died in Paris at the age of 26 years old. Um, her plastic, plastic cast was made of her body mm-hmm. and her brain and genitals were pickled and placed in jars at the uh, Museum of Man. And that was until 1974, Griselda. Okay, I have to observe a moment when you say something like that. And and mm. I hope that, mm. you know, as we carry on in life, uh, mm-hmm. we, we need to be mindful and be present mm-hmm. in the decisions we make. Because right now, any human being listening to what you just said, it, it mm. really doesn't sound right in word. What it makes it right be. as an act? Mm. So let's no, talk about her family, um, because I mean, for me to also read about having been married at only 16 because she lost her mom at, at, at a very early age. Mm. 
That's correct. She lost her mom at a very early age. Um, I think she was approximately um, two years old when her mom died. Mm. Um, and her father died when she reached adolescence. And then, yes, she was um, married off when she was 16. And and the fiancé was killed because yes, they wanted mm. to do these atrocious, gross mm-hmm. human violations um, in, in her person. That's correct. And shortly after that, she was sold into slavery. So, you know... <sighs> The, the detail just doesn't end. It's just horrific. What a short but deep life. I mean, right now um, we take pride in celebrating our caves, mm-hmm. and this is why I wanted mm-hmm. us to start our conversation with her characteristics mm-hmm. and that she gave uh, meaning to uh, the Coca-Cola bottle shape. Uh, you know, uh, that mm. we, we take pride because of uh, her exposure. It's unfortunate what she endured. Uh, but what mm. are some of the things that we know about Sarah uh, that we can celebrate today? I think her strength, you know, her strength is something we mm. should look at. And, and as Saki Bartman, we are called the Saki Bartman Center in order to honor her as an icon of the Koi people, but also as an icon of all women who have, who have suffered oppression and exploitation, as well as discrimination, Griselda. Sure. And, and what are some of the services offered by the uh, center? Right. We're a one-stop um, center who... Um, provide services for women and children survivors of gender-based violence. We take up to 120 women and children in our um, residential program and over and above our our shelter program we have a number of programs that we run. So we have a we have an intake and assessment counseling program Mm -hmm. and that is for women in the community that have been subjected to gender-based violence can come in and have counseling. We also have a legal advice program where women can come in, they can get their protection orders, they can get divorce orders and maintenance orders through our paralegal. And we have a uh, children in the community counseling program where children within the community that have been exposed to violence um, or abuse can come in and see our counselors. It's important to note that all our services are free. Mm. Um, So... Yes, and over and above that, we have our ECD center. We, have, we, we are very involved in community outreach where we go to libraries and schools and community centers and we teach people what is gender-based violence and what are the resources out there in order to countenance it. Um, and what are some of the challenges still express, uh, uh, that are still experienced by the community where she's from? Well, the challenges, we, we, we are in the Especially on gender-based violence. Yes. We have high um, levels of gangsterism, um, substance abuse, violence, child abuse within the Cape Flats area, um, and that you know Saki Bartman was actually formed in order to meet those challenges. Mm. And and I would like us after this um, commercial break to just go back and 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 talk about uh, if there has been any restorative justice for he, for her family. Um, I, I'm aware of uh, her; she was fetched. Uh, her bones were fetched, and where are they now? And is there a museum, um, perhaps, to honor her memory? And what sort of uh, teachings uh, we may impart, both to uh, perpetrators of uh, um, uh, who violate people's rights, and and perhaps those who would like who are interested in her story as as a history um, a lesson. All right, so let's pay the bills. SAFM, leading the conversation. 
As our history lesson today, we're reflecting as we begin our month of August, um, reflecting on, on the pain that women still uh, suffer and endure. And I love that, uh, you know, during yesterday's March, um, on, uh, most men were posting messages of support to say that I stand for you women. And we need those voices. We need more and more of those voices. And today we're reflecting on a woman who started, um, you know, the, the journey so many years earlier and not having the amount of resources we have today, not having the amount of support we have today, but stood and was um, with conviction in, in pride, um, acknowledging uh, her identity. And today we celebrate that. And that's Sarah Batman. Um, and uh, joining us on the line is uh, Bernadine uh, Bacha, who is a director of the Salki Batman Center for Women and Children. Now let's talk about, you know, things that uh, we should be teaching young ones today um, in in honor, in honoring the legacy, especially about body shaming. Especially about, sorry, Kutalva. Body shaming, body shaming. Absolutely. You know, body shaming, um, victim shaming. These are, these are, 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 are lessons that we should be t- teaching our children about every day. Respect, you know, how does one healthily resolve conflict? Mm. And we have a program at the center where we go out to schools and we deal with these things, things like bullying, identity, um, we talk to primary school uh, children about this as well as high school children. It's only when we can reach the children that we're actually going to start eradicating gender-based violence. And what you said is so true. I firmly believe that we're only going to be able to make huge inroads into lessening the grip of uh, gender-based violence in societies if we bring um, men and boys into this dialogue and realize it's it is a societal struggle. Mm. It's not just a woman's struggle. It's the man on the street. It's corporation struggle. It's government struggle. It's centers like the South Department Center struggle as well. We now, all have to stand up against the scourge. In, in justifying the ills that uh, were perpetrated then, uh, I mean, it was alleged that she signed a contract to release yes. uh, mm. her body parts, which is, uh, you know, insane, knowing that uh, mm. she, she mm. was illiterate. Uh, so correct. has there been any restorative um, justice for her family, for her honor, for her memory? Well, following the 1994 elections, President Nelson Mandela personally um, contacted the French government and asked for her body to be brought back to South Africa so that she could finally be laid to rest. That process took approximately eight years until it was finalized. She was brought back into South Africa um, at the beginning of 2002 and buried on Women's Day um, in, in the same year in the Eastern Cape um, where, where, where she was born. Mm. 